Parent conferences have got to be one of the most dreaded times of the year. Today, I'd like to shed some light on all of the trauma garbage that is smothered all over these meetings. Welcome to Becoming a Mindful Teacher. This is a podcast for educators who want to improve the lives of children by digging deep into the minds of their students and themselves in order to create a space where it is safe to learn. My name is Winter and I am passionate about helping children break through their mental junk in order to become successful little humans. Join me on this journey each week as we delve into the many ways that we can help our students succeed no matter what difficult situations they've experienced. Let's get started. Hi guys, welcome back to the Becoming a Mindful Teacher podcast. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Um, I'm so excited. We're like on episode, I think, 18, and that's amazing. And I'm so glad that we've gotten this far. We are now in the middle of November. And in my neck of the woods, where I teach, this is usually parent conference time. Parent conferences are usually around Thanksgiving, and then they sometimes kind of put a kink in your holiday plans. But recently, for the past couple years, my district has moved our conferences to October uh, to get them a little earlier in the year. And I kind of like that idea, thinking that like, if we get in and we meet with the parents sooner, then it's better because normally when by November, the whole first marking period's over. And like if children are needing any support or if there's anything that really needs to be taken care of, by the time you have conferences, it's kind of too late. So I'm liking the the earlier in October, but it just makes for a stressful month for sure. So conferences, (laughs) they kind of (laughs) suck. I mean, the idea behind them is great and we absolutely need parent and school communication, but when it feels like it's happening like speed dating style, can we really be super effective and really get anything done? And as a reading specialist, I more or less jump into the classroom teachers' conferences. So my teachers, they already have their conferences scheduled and they only have about like 15, 20 minutes. So I hop on and I try to talk to the parents of our most struggling readers and I try to recap everything we're doing in like five minutes because I have, you know, about 50 conferences to jump in on and that all happens in like a day and a half. And being in the intervention world, I have witnessed many emotions coming from these parents and just in the atmosphere of conferences occurring for students who aren't really the shining stars when it comes to reading in the building, uh, where you might end up having some more difficult topics being brought up in those conferences. So for today's episode, I thought I would share with you some areas of trauma that come up quite frequently in parent conferences. The first type of trauma that weasels its way into your conferences is the trauma that parents have experienced in their own past schooling. So many of our struggling students come from parents who were struggling students themselves. And these parents have memories, or should I say more like nightmares, Uh, about their school experiences. And these parents remember times when they were punished for what they felt was no good reason. Um, They failed out of classes. They butted heads with stubborn teachers. And they just didn't see a point to school. And they couldn't wait to get out of school, you know, when they're finally free 
on graduation day, if they even made it to graduation, you know, the first thing on their mind wasn't, oh my gosh, I can't wait to have kids and get to do this all over again. (laughs) That just doesn't happen. (laughs) So now they are back in a school building and all of those horrible events that had happened to them are flooding back into them, just flooding in. And they are feeling triggered, I'm sure. Um, they do not feel safe. They feel as if that they're back in that same environment where they were treated horribly. And now you are kind of that authority figure. And I say that with quotes. You're that authority figure that is here to bring about horrible things and horrible news all over again. And you know you aren't. You know that you would never do such a thing, but they they don't know that. Their monkey trauma brain is trying to protect them from all the scary things which could come at them. You know, I mean, you have it too sometimes. Like you come up with all of the insane things that could happen. And so you come in already triggered. So the first thing I want you to think of is that each parent that you are meeting with for conferences is coming in involuntarily with a brain that is setting them up for survival mode. Their adrenaline is rushing. They are just, they're preparing for battle really in their, their body feels like it's preparing for battle. And so this is why it is just so very important that you open up the conference by thanking the parent for attending the conference. I know that you too have experienced, you know, those lovely conferences where you're waiting and waiting and the parent just completely ghosts you. <laughs> so it's a big deal that these parents actually were successful in coming to the school and showing up or, you know, nowadays I know ours were mostly on Zoom. So they're showing up on the Zoom to participate in a conference that they could absolutely be dreading. So Thank them for attending and let them know that their participation shows how dedicated that they truly are to their child's success. Um, And by opening the conference this way, it kind of allows the parent to get out of that defensive mode and realize that there, there really is no battle. You are not there to battle them. It is a safe space and they aren't in trouble and their body can begin to relax. The second trauma which shows up during conferences is the past trauma that the parents experienced as children when they were told and shown how much of a failure they were. Many individuals are verbally and emotionally abused and they're kind of, they're told they're worthless. They've been told that they were failures, that they're just no good at anything, They also learned these false beliefs when they got failing grades in school from teachers, uh, when they didn't live up to the standards of their parents that the, the parents held for them, and when they maybe didn't even get into the college that they thought they should, that automatically gave them these false beliefs that they were failures, that they did not meet the standards that they should have. So these false beliefs are just trapped in their mind and their bodily reactions. And then conferences become a time when these types of emotions can be triggered. Uh, The minute a parent starts hearing that their child is failing or not meeting standards in the classroom, their past hurts come out in full force. So remember, in, in past episodes, we talked about the fight, flight, and freeze reactions. These parents will absolutely go into these defenses because even though you're talking about students, the parents are only hearing, you're a failure. You failed. You failed at raising your children. You messed up your child. Your your child's going to be a failure like you. 
And again, that's never your intent. That is absolutely not what you're saying, but it is what they are hearing. So they may react in that fight mode where they yell and get angry and start blaming you or blaming others for the problems that their child is having. Or they may go into a flight mode and just kind of check out of the conference altogether. I mean, they might physically leave or mentally they might take more of that freeze approach and just kind of pretend it isn't happening. And they just kind of sit there and and they're they're with you, but you can tell that they're not really mentally present with you. Now, I'm definitely not saying that all conferences will go this way. Absolutely not. There are many parents out there who are great with their emotional regulation, and they are very grounded and aware. Uh, These are actually the parents that we tend to say, you know, are our favorite parents and the ones that we have the best conversations with. But our parents who are struggling kind of really need us more, you know, because there's been times when you're like, oh my gosh, like, you know, Bob and Sally, thank you so much for coming. Like, I don't even know why we need a conference. Your child is just glorious and wonderful and amazing. And you know that, you know, though we love those parents, but they are kind of far and few between. So it is impossible to have a productive parent conference and only share the positives of that student. You wouldn't get anywhere without, you know, mentioning the struggles that the student was having. You really, we need the conference to kind of discuss those struggles too. So a way to help navigate the negatives is to always start with at least one positive. And there has to be something that this child can do well, whether it be something non-academic in nature, like it could be that they make friends easily, or they are super respectful to adults. But You just have to find something positive. By starting the conference with what the child is successful at, the parent will feel as if they too were successful at something. So if you're saying, okay, this child is so good at making friends, then they what they hear is you did a really good job raising your child to be friendly with others. They just, they feel like they did something right and that they haven't completely destroyed their child. And just always, always sandwich a positive with a struggle that you're bringing up. And a third trauma that tends to show up during conferences is actually not parent related, but it's more about you. Um, Teacher traumas pop up all over the place during conferences. Our traumas sprout from those false beliefs that we hold about ourselves that we aren't appreciated um, and that no one hears us. We work and we work. And then we work some more and we work even more. And you know what? Most of the time we do not get praise and we don't get gratitude and we really don't get a sense of appreciation. And during conferences, the parents seem to do nothing but blame teachers for their child's problems. So like if a conference goes kind of wrong, it's mostly because the te- the the parent is kind of blaming the teacher for the problems that are going on, you know, whether it be for their lack of work completion or for any behavior outbursts. And once the parents go on the attack, we as teachers become immediately defensive and we go into our own fight, flight, or freeze mode. And it it really does go both ways. Like they have their fight, flight, freeze, and we have it. Everybody's going into that defensive mode. So you might find yourself starting to get really angry and your voice might begin to raise. Or in my case, you know, in one meeting I had with a parent, I just flat out cried and I was just so depressed. 
And I had been told by my principal that I was a failure. And now I have a parent who is meeting with me and, you know, giving me her concerns. I just flat out broke down and cried. So that didn't seem very professional, but we do what we do. Like our emotions are our emotions and we can handle them the best we can. So during conferences, I do not want you to let your emotions be able to go into overdrive by experiencing conference after conference where parents are just not helpful. They're not hearing or believing what you're trying to tell them and that they they just don't show that they appreciate literally everything you do for their child every day, you know, to help them. So the action I want you to take during times like these is to fall back on a mantra. And it's so easy to get into a negative thought spiral where you just spiral out of control and those thoughts go go super negative and they're just constantly just adding on more negative and negative thoughts. Um, and then you go back to those negative beliefs about yourself where you think of how much you suck. <laughs> to put it lightly. <laughs> so you know that you don't suck and we can't let the parent make you think otherwise. So one mantra that you can keep with you and kind of go back to is, I make a difference every day. You know that you make these tiny shifts in each and every child's life every single day. And you know that there is no way that you can express all of the amazing things that you do in a 15 to 20 minute session with a parent. The moment that you feel, you know, your heart start to race, or when you feel your throat start to tighten up, or if your eyes just want to bulge out of your head, because that's what happens when I get angry, my eyes just bulge. Um, then you just need to go back and repeat that mantra in your head. Say, I make a difference every day. I make a difference every day. I do make a difference every day. And just keep saying that to yourself in your head. I mean, you can say it out loud if you want, but if people are around you, they might think you're kind of crazy. So do it inside your head. So parent conferences, they really can be crummy, but They can also be awesome moments of connection. So for those times when they aren't going as great as they could be, I want you to remember to do these these three things. So the first thing is to thank the parent for attending the conference. They may already have triggering feelings of being back in a school. And by showing your gratitude for their attendance, you are allowing them to feel like they made a good decision and that it's a positive action that they have taken coming today. The second thing is to always, always, always mention something positive about a child before bringing something up that could be perceived as negative. Um, if we only brought up the things that the child needed to fix, the parent will internalize this and that they are a complete failure, that they have ruined their child, and that will literally escalate everything in the in the conversation and they will just see that everything is bad. And third, don't forget about yourself. You have to keep your mental and emotional balances in check and know that even if you don't feel appreciated and heard, it isn't always the truth. Like parents are, aren't are going to follow these rules by telling you what they think you're doing great. Like they're not going to do a little positive sandwich and say, you know what, Mrs. Smith, um, you're doing so great, but like if you could just fix this one thing, that, that would be helpful. No, they... They're not going to do that. And so we have to be able to accept that those compliments might not come. 
Uh, But we can remind ourselves of those compliments by using the mantra, I make a difference every day, because that is something that I can absolutely guarantee for a fact actually happens and is truthful. You make a difference every day. So you just say it. I make a difference every day. If your conferences are coming up soon, I wish you the best. I do. I know that those are some of the most exhausting days that we encounter and you really do need to take care of yourself. So make sure that you are eating and drinking water because I really am not very good at that. So drink a lot of water and give yourself some type of mental break throughout the day. Like leave your classroom, take a walk, see a friend, do it. So thank you for joining me today. Please join me on Instagram at a mindful teacher. Fill me in on any lovely horror stories from conferences you have, or maybe even some of your really great moments that happen at conferences. I love a a positive. Um, I will talk with you next week. Thanks so much for listening. If you're interested in more stuff from me, go ahead and join me on social media. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at A Mindful Teacher. You can also join my mailing list to be notified when new podcasts are released. Just head on over to my website at amindfulteacher.com. 